And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. Hello and welcome to the Loud and Proud quarterfinal review podcast. This is the podcast where I'll be going through the draws that happened on Sunday night and I'll also be going over the weekend's action with a look forward to this weekend's League All About It show. So thank you very much for tuning in to this mini podcast. Hope you can sit back, relax and enjoy the Loud and Proud podcast. Okay, let let's go through the let's go through the draw and the uh, I suppose the field is cleared enough in each and every one of the grades. The final four, um, it's been middle end the final four, well final five in intermediate. Um, the draw was made last night. Such there was I never seen such um, hunger or anticipation for the draw. Um, you're tuning to LMFM. And uh, you just you're, you're mad for column to get get going. <laughs> I think it was delayed slightly with a, uh, a Bruce Springsteen song was played, "Born to Run," and it certainly it was hotly anticipated. I felt anyway. Um, a lot of teams want to know. You've a lot of cream has risen to the top. Um, so when the draw was made in the Grove, people were very, very hungry for it. That's, I suppose that's a good sign. Um, championships, the, like you could say, it's been a mixed bag of championships in terms of quality and excitement. I wouldn't say I say the quality has been quite good. I would just say the excitement hasn't been that good. There hasn't been many games that have been uh, shocks. Uh, a lot of one-sided games. A lot of uh, ruthless efficiency across the grades as well, especially down in junior. And I suppose that kind of that kind of knocks off a championship. Championship needs shocks, and I suppose uh, the tones going very far again. And Lear was a bit of a shock in the in the junior championship. The Brides taking out the Feckins as well was a big game. A um, lot of excitement in it, but the rest probably went to plan. Unless you're the Butterlies, which got one out of four uh, predictions correct. But I will start I'll start with the junior championship and it's thrown up uh, a potentially very, very even pairing. I, I, I would have them ranked in the power rankings and it has first playing third and second playing fourth. The first team being Lloyd Rangers. They have been knocked out uh, or they've been beaten in the final this past two years. So they they're, they're all about navigating themselves out of semi finals, they know how to do it. Probably did, well I have them as the team's the, the team to beat. Third place in the Piercy in my power rankings are there they're there on merit and people f- kinda of forget that they um played intermediate football most recently of all the four teams left. 
So that's a Mount Waterman clash. That'll be a clash of styles as well. And the Piercy, um, I wouldn't write them off. John Garvey's got them going. He's probably laid in with them. But uh, yeah, that, that looks like a good game <coughs> on paper. And then the other game as well. Um, two strong, strong clubs. Um, probably have the youngest panels in the grade. Uh, I'd have wrote second and Lear fourth in my power rankings. <coughs> and yeah, Roach finished the game the other night. The the, the one-sided match with the Westerns, very much one-sided, very disappointing. Uh, I thought the Westerns would show more, but um, they just the Roach just took care of business. Very efficient, very uh, ruthless. Uh, no messing about, banging in the goals. Um, and I, yeah, like I said, they're, they're very youthful. They finished with five minors on the field. Liam Dawes had done the twenties. He struck with two one. Um, so the, there's youth building and there's more to come in as well. To face the Lear, who probably are a little bit more experienced than um, Roach, and I haven't got to, I haven't got to a final since 2012. Um, so I suppose you look at the Roach as well. They haven't won since '97. They haven't made a final in 2015. So there's a bit of a there's a bit of a lull there for those two communities and a big opportunity for them to get back uh, back into the limelight, get the colours out for for both uh, sets of sports. And that's mainly what it's all about, getting into the finals, getting the community behind you. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, th- those are the two semi-final pairings in junior. Then intermediate as well, continues to intrigue. Uh, last year's relegated side, Kilkerley Emmett. How many times have people forgotten about the team that come down from senior? Kilkerley weren't really talked about at the start, and uh, we're here on this podcast, but various uh, publications and uh, what have you, Kilkerley were overlooked, but much much like the O'Connells were overlooked when they won it two years ago. Um, Cooley didn't really figure last year, but Kilkerley have done it before. They've come down and and went straight back up. Um, who else did it? Uh, we didn't do it. We were beaten by the Joes in the final. Um, the other team that came back up and won it was okay. Um, it must have been. It must. I must be getting confused with just the O'Connells and the and the uh, Kilkerley that have done it before. Um, but yeah, so uh, two potential local derbies there as a result. Um, Kilkerley play play the local like nearest to them, uh, the Brides. That'll be hotly anticipated, um, especially after they win over the Feckins. And then another potential local derby could surface if Huntstown defeat the Clans in their quarter-final replay with ourselves, Matic Rangers, laying in wait. And the Clans have also previous with Cullen either, so that, that's going to make for an intrigue. Um, having played them three times in the last three campaigns, if two sides have faced each other. So, yeah, Intermediate continues to intrigue. Ultimately, um, very, very tight and hard to call, hard to win, hard to predict. Um, then the senior final you have uh, the two teams avoiding each other mainly is the main talking point coming out of it uh, it's the final everyone wants again the Martins and the uh, Blues the reigning champions um, so with the last year senior final separated there is that hope for another humdinger of a final to take place the reigning champions take on the Dreadnoughts in a repeat of last year's semi-final, which was a very tepid affair with the Blues just really, really like strolling to victory. Probably didn't, probably didn't have their chances at all. Uh, while the repetition continues, I suppose, in the other semi-final with the Martins having played the Geraldines already this year uh, back in July. 
So they'll 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 be facing each other, and that that's a tough one. That that's a tough one for the Martins, and because. With, with three of those teams playing that same stage last year, the Geraldines are the only team, are the new team in, in, uh, in place of the Pats who got the semis last year, and they bring that freshness to it, um, possibly the most momentum, really with the uh, getting to this stage first time in a long time, I think five attempts, um, yeah, so. It's tough for the Martins to have to beat the same side again. That's going to be that's going to be a tough one. But then the panel is threatening with Tom Sullivan back and Conor Whelan looking fit. Uh, so that that's yeah, that's where it is. I suppose that's where you'd say that's really what you would uh, look at. The only thing stopping them. Uh, I suppose I will be doing predictions. We're closer to the time, but then the dreadnoughts. Um, the show form, everyone's kind of quietly forgotten about them. Uh, they're going around getting their business done in the background, just taking care of teams. And they'll want to put in a stellar performance against the Blues. And to play each other in a very tough league game recent, in the, in, recently as well. <coughs> so that that it's hard to know what way that'll go, but the fact that the two teams have been separated makes, makes for good viewing. Um, and it kind of makes for potential upset with the two of them eyeing each other up they might stumble at the at the nearest hurdle uh, but it's hard to see the Blues and the Martins stumbling but we, we, I will get I will get to the predictions at the time but that's that's the draws um, that's the draws in a nutshell I suppose a whip round of the weekend's action you have uh, in the relegation playoffs the uh, big wins for the Plunkets and the um, <coughs> Tully Allen. That means uh, Toker now face off, uh, face down the barrel of a gun along with Doc Young Ireland. They'll face each other. The Mahonies are gone. Mentioned them there recently winning the intermediate. They're back down. Haven't won it in 2015. Haven't won the senior in 2016. Sorry, 2014 they won the intermediate and 2016 they uh, were they, they won the senior championship. They're back down. Just a bad year, really, with injuries that that's cost them. <coughs> can happen. Can happen. Another a couple of injuries just wipes out a side, and but that's a massive impact for next year's intermediate championship and the senior championship because the Omanis will be a loss to that championship. Um, you can see there's a bit of a long jam <coughs> at intermediate grade with a lot of top teams, a lot of Division 1 teams in there, so that's another Division 1 team going down into the intermediate grade, just to tighten it even further. <coughs> and then, um, what else is there? Yes, I will go to, I will go through this week's um, fixtures. Yes, this week's League All About It show will come to you probably on the uh, Saturday night after the, the second semi-final and the playoff is played. Um, you have Friday night the Dreadnoughts play the Martins in Monster Device who are placed in the Karen O'Donnell final that should be a really really good game that'll kind of it'll, it'll be a good form guide for the championship as well but uh, ironically there's the only team that, the Blues aren't in the top four in the, in the league but the top five I think they just missed out and the RD are in instead they, they face they get a chance for revenge against the Geraldines and knocked them out in the championship. They play Saturday night. Um, Lanier played the Plunkets. Lanier going well. The Plunkets have shown great form. Whoever wins that stays or goes up into Division Two next season, twenty twenty. You never know. Lanier could do it, but then Haggins was amazing <coughs> in in that game. 
kicking two absolute monsters in the left before curling over the, the winner before uh, Keane Brady got a second goal. And then the up and down in Division 1, Division 2 takes place. The Mockers play the Clans and the O'Connells play the Gales. So really big games there for the for promotion. The Clans have a chance to stay up. <coughs> I don't know how that'll affect that replay with the Hunterstown. That'll probably be playing closer to the to the quarterfinal game. But um, that's all. That's all the nutshell. Thanks for following Instagram.com, Loud and Proud, and Facebook and Twitter as well. Tune into that. I'll have a League All About It show, like I said, on Facebook Live. Thanks very much for tuning in to this weekend's Loud and Proud podcast.